Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. No, so basically when Nas first came to Singapore, right, he was trying to build a team. Mm. So I, I, I met him for coffee. La. So after meeting him, right, who you see on camera is obviously... Not who he not is in real camera. life. Yeah, super different. Anti-vax discrimination and cancel culture. This is your daily catch-up. <laughs> hey guys, if you're liking the content so far, do drop us a sub and a like on this video. Thank you very much, guys. Bye bye. This is the opening. Bye bye. This is the opening. This is the opening. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> hey guys, you're liking content so far. Do remember to drop us a sub as well as a like on this video. Yeah, we we had a guy that commented dropping a comment here for the algo. Wow, MVP. Nice there's guy. so many of you. You're so nice. Thank you guys are so nice. Thank you so much. It really helps. Thank you. So Brett Boyer, you're all familiar. Everyone's all like frozen. Who is this Brett? You speak of? <laughs> so I've actually me. interviewed him before. Huh? Huh? Who is he? Some politician-esque figure. So Brad Boyer, who was a politician, who probably still is, but he was formerly of the PSP, uh, just resigned because of a Facebook post that he put out. And it's not so much about him getting cancelled, it's because he felt like his party was limiting what he wanted to say about the whole issue. What oh. issue? So the issue is, is that ever since the government put in uh, policies that say that you can't do this if you're not vaccinated, like right. I think you can dine in in groups of five if you're fully vaccinated, right? He compared this to the Holocaust. He compared, he's comparing Singapore to Nazi Germany. What did he, how, what, how? Yeah, what did he so say? So basically he's saying, right, so he posted a photo of like Auschwitz or like what appears to be Auschwitz. And then he basically said, right, it didn't start with gas chambers. It started with one party controlling the media, one party controlling the message, one party censoring speech and silencing, silencing opposition, uh, and one party dividing us and them. Where are you talking about Singapore? He's talking about Singapore now yeah, that like, they yeah, are... Yeah, keep up. <laughs> <laughs> he's basically talking he's about likening how... us to Nazi Germany. Ah, right, yeah, right. how the government is separating vaccinated versus unvaccinated. And he's saying how that separation is discrimination and it's almost treating the unvaccinated like how Nazi Germany treated the Jews. But even pre-COVID, this was the way Singapore was run, right? Who were the groups? Yeah, that's why he joined opposition, ah. in a sense. It's, right, just, right, right. it's just that I think what, what Ben is trying to say is that the fact that people that are vaccinated and people that are not vaccinated are being treated Different. differently. Yeah. yeah, and PSP score him. So I think to some extent, <laughs> to some extent, the party itself, I, I think can back the idea that we shouldn't discriminate against unvaccinated. But I think yeah, the yeah. extent of his messaging, so like I think in the comment section, right, um, a Singapore Jew, a girl whose family was, you know, in the part of the Holocaust and the genocide and things like that, said lah that, dude, this is damn disgusting. Like, my, my family didn't go through all that suffering for you to use it as an example in your insulting, like, uh, analogy. And then he told her to reflect and uh, like, go and reflect and see how the situation is the same. Like, right. he's just going ham. And so he didn't even delete his post. He's actually just responding to everyone, just doubling down on wow. how we actually, are. Actually, if I'm not wrong... Something to be respected in that. Yeah, in there. Sorry. But if I'm not wrong, right, he's... Since last year, I think, like, with masks and everything, he's also spoken out against it. So it's not yeah. just this COVID measure. 
So it's overall. But I mean, clearly, versus the Holocaust, Jews are not doing anyone any harm, while unvaccinated people are more likely to spread the virus or fall very sick if they get it. But yeah, I think he's so there's clearly a the, risk here. Yeah, he's no stranger to the topic. So like previously, when the vaccines first came out, he actually said, uh, COVID is nothing to be worried about. And like, the vaccines have oh, side effects. Yeah, like he was against the vaccines. No, but this particular issue is not about vaccination. It's about discrimination. And freedom lah. Yeah. Mm. But what, okay, sorry, what is this discrimination though? The fact that they cannot eat, they cannot dine no, out. Is yeah, it? so it's the same in, in the US where they're talking about um, vaccination passports. Yeah. Right. So only the people who are vaccinated can go into dine area. in or can go and do this, do that, gyms and whatnot, right? And then... I, I think I, I heard this on Joe Rogan, so, so that's the most reliable. Wow, podcast talking about podcast. But he <laughs> was saying that the people that can't get vaccinations, maybe because they cannot afford it or they don't have access and all that kind of thing, right, happen for the most part are the minority groups. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So then it feels like discrimination is happening all over again with. Right. And that's segregation and separation of those groups, lah, marginalized groups. Right. Yeah. Then yeah. how? And, and, and to be fair, also, like, if you really don't believe in the vaccination because this vaccina- vaccination is slightly different from previous ones and it's and you don't know right then how can you force this onto them right but in a singaporean context where i don't think there is a lack of vaccine that's reaching people that are more underprivileged right like i don't think this same like, argument stands there's excess la. but yeah. it's not it's not about just excess eh? it's the same as like when we previously spoke about this right like uh, like they, they, they have different ways to approach something like this, right? So if they chose to go with option A, then the quotes and the and the resources and the information that they put out there are all to support the right. decision that they have made. Right. But it doesn't make them right. There is a possibility that they might be wrong. Yeah. And then after you choose to silence the people who are who have alternative thinking, who could be professional doctors and whatnot also. So right? I, yeah, I think the biggest issue, especially in Singapore, is that they made it voluntary and it seemed as though, look, it's available here if you want. And it's so, it, it almost seemed as though it was supporting whether you believe in the vaccine or not. And then now all the policies seem to be so drastically discrimination, uh, Actually, discriminating against... That reminds me, like, in a grab ride that I had very early on when this vaccine thing first came out, right? The grab driver actually said, like, is not actually optional because next time when you want to travel, when you want to do certain mm. things, you're going to have to get it. So, oh, so much wisdom. This one of those yeah, that can back really in the days, yeah. parliament. Because <laughs> <one, huh? laughs> all of them are politicians. Uh, taxi driver politicians, yes. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> but you can just imagine how difficult it is to be the government because at the end of the day, like for businesses to be able to run, we need to open up the country. In order for us to open up the country, there needs to be some level of safety for people to come in to know that it's safe. And so I would imagine if I'm a traveller, to Singapore, I wanted to know, okay, the people who are outside roaming around and I'm going to encounter are, are vaccinated like, in some sense. Right. Um, moving on to a different like topic, right? I think a lot of people are calling out Brad Boyer, rightly so. I think I think you obviously shouldn't be comparing Singapore to whatever the Jews had to go, go through, mm. right? But could he be right though? Like, is it something that we don't see until it's too late? So the reason why I'm saying this is because when we look at COVID specifically, the theories that were surrounding it was that, oh, it was spread in a market. And for the longest time, for one year, right, that was a theory. Any other theory was conspiracy. Mm. And then now, right, the theories that Donald Trump was spreading, that it was manufactured in a lab in Wuhan, 
because that was the only coronavirus lab in China. Mm. And when it comes to bats, they're all in a different region of China. Mm. Now that is the, the, the mm. theory that people believe is true. But people were just saying... Not necessarily the manufacturer, but leaked from a lab. It was leaked from a lab, yeah. yeah. And so, like, there's obviously things that we don't see until it's, like, too late. Yeah, and actually Donald Trump sounded so radical and moronic because he had access to information. It's just most other presidents kept their mouth shut in their little black book. And also because he was saying but other he, shit. Uh, and he cannot keep a secret. Remember when he talked about we'll have vaccines before the end of the year? Then he was like, f*** like, he's just trying to win an election. Yeah. Well, he, we really did, eh? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like out of the two, three things that he says correctly, he says 10 other things that are stupid. And so everyone yeah. just groups it together and be like, this is stupid Wait, shit. Wait, but is this lab thing like widely recognize, recognized now? Because I remember it's, when it first came out, right? People debunked it. Yeah. It's, so it's starting so to grow again. And so yeah. they started to say that it couldn't be from a market for like all these different reasons. Yeah. But also because all the caves and where the bats are from, right? are all in a completely different yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, region in China. And then when you look at this lab, they are literally studying and, and manufacturing the most um, like virulent diseases, right, right. specifically coronaviruses. Right. And so if it started in Wuhan and there's a lab there, the very funny like story that John Stewart shared is that if there was a chocolate outbreak in Hershey, Connecticut, America, you would think it's the f***ing Hershey chocolate yeah, factory. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, so like... <laughs> 22 seconds to really appreciate that one. But there's also the military cannot... games conspiracy uh, that the US brought it over oh, during yeah, yeah, yeah. the military games and spread it to China. And then after that, Donald Trump come out and say, actually, it's China. <laughs> oh, that Horrible the... impression. Yeah. Right? It's not bad, actually. It's like almost 50%. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people getting cancelled, like Brad Boyer, do uh, you all see Nas? Nas Daily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he was basically being called out by a... Filipino like activist slash celebrity. He's like a social entrepreneur there. Yeah, that um that he went over to to film with, yeah. right? And then basically the she recently came out with a posting, and I think the claims is that he wasn't um actually invested he in wasn't that story. To, yeah, and trying yeah. to help the the situation and real real issues, but instead he was just there to basically get content. La. And apparently yeah. he said a lot of like derogatory things He, he towards, was mocking the locals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the country in general. Yeah. It's, it's... But Nas has come out to, to refute the claims also though. So when he came out, right, he started saying like, you know, I really didn't want to come out and tell this story. And then he started saying that she was the one that wasn't upfront about her story. Like when he went there, she actually didn't have the operations that she was talking about. Yeah, like the cocoa trees are dying and the farmers ignored it. I was starting to believe him until he went and used his friend, Project Nightfall, who used to work with him, to go and comment and just say, I can't believe this happened. I don't uh, think he's used to work with, I think they're still- Oh, they're same. still working together. Yeah. It's That's just even another, worse. Yeah. another channel. And then he, Project Nightfall was basically saying like, I was there too. And then like after that, Nas was like, you see, another witness, I'm right. Then oh, he said that? Yeah, mm. like words to those effect. Wait, la. but were there no other Filipino witnesses that came out? No, yeah, so there was this other case, right? Basically, um, the tattoo, the tattoo. Yeah, so they, yeah. they went to go and, I think, document them. And then also, they have a, a separate business, which is like some kind of academy thing. Yeah, like a class, like a traditional tattoo correct, academy. Correct, correct. So they got them to sign to become a part of that. But then later on... Wait, the, is it Nas is the one with, that's owning the that's running the academy? Yes, yes, yes. So, so then I think now the tattoo artist or their family or whatever is claiming that 
they didn't agree to this or yeah. some shit. So, yeah. so the tattoo artist is like, she's like 104 years old. Like she's just traditional tattoo artist. And then the grandniece just came out and said, don't believe the scam. Do not sign up for the academy. Like my grandma didn't agree to anything. Mm. Oh, yeah. so yeah. like using her name to get people to sign up. Join the it? academy. Yeah. Mm. Which could be a miscommunication. Allegedly, la, which like, could be a right. yeah. right. so, so I think, like, okay, as of right now, based on all the information that's out there, um, it's a he said, she said kind of situation for yeah. both cases, right? Yeah. And I think it's a bit hard for us to try and, judgment on yeah, yeah. and figure this shit out. But I do, since we are in the media, so I do want to talk about a bit about the ethics of the work that we do. Mm. So when it comes to somebody like, like him, right, and, and doing human stories and whatnot, which we also do, right? Mm. Like, how do you draw the line between using whether them you are for their story or yeah, helping correct. them? Are you exploiting them for content? Yeah. Or yeah. But I think then in that case, your interaction with that person is very important. Like how you like I feel like if both parties are agreeable and then she also kind of knows like what we are getting at, right? We have this common goal. And I think sometimes I can say that people don't mind being used in that sense. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. yeah, because it's it's I mean, she's not going to open her... Let's, let's be honest. She's not going to open her house for any videographer that wants to film something in the Philippines. Yep. She opened her house for NASA's team because she knew that there was a possible upside. Yeah. Yep. yeah. yeah. I think there's this expectation that people have because of the reputation that NAS has built. That they, a positive yeah, guy. that he's supposed to go there and help you mm-hmm. because he's such a force for change. And I feel like that's a very unfair and a very unrealistic expectation because... N- that's his niche. That's the content he chose to do. That's like the field that he chose to specialize in. And if, if you want to continue to be able to specialize in this, you need to make sure that all oh, 100 stories, 95 stories are worth watching. Right. In order to do that, you will need to be very selective with your story. And just by that alone, right, it contradicts. Are you a kind mind trying to help the world? Very generous, want to help the poor, want to help the underrecognized and underprivileged? Or are you a content creator that shares great stories? Because he can't do one without the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he does a vi- if he did a video on everybody, nobody will care about us anymore. Mm. Yeah. And if and yeah, you know what I mean. He if he don't have that base, then nobody wants you to cover him. Correct. Yeah. I, but and is is that dissonance like? Is that dissonance of how you have portrayed yourself in the media? It's the same thing with Ellen, right? She mm. comes out and saying that she's a kind oh, person. Yes. She spreads positivity. Be kind to one another is a catchphrase. Yeah. And then to hear that she's unkind to her own like staff. She herself also like apparently weren't very nice to people. Like if they are not like. A-listers, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, there were a few actresses or actresses or actors to say like they, they witnessed her just like not being nice to like like her, her backstage crew and things like that. Right. And so it was the dissonance of like you sold yourself based on this person that brought like brings positivity and then you're not really that, that person in real life. Like. Mm. So I think that some of that when it comes to Nas, he doesn't he doesn't sell that that kindness aspect as much as Ellen, but he seems to be someone of positive change. And then to realize that he's not really like that. Mm. And, and I also think he's being brain. in the media, like with Ellen or Nas or whoever, or even for us, right? We're only putting one aspect of ourselves on camera, ma. Mm. There are so many other aspects of us that we don't have to show people, right? Yeah. Like so, Ellen doesn't have to say be kind, but yeah. she say it. And then when, like for example, when Nas goes on shoots, right? They, when you are shooting, you are working, it's a different, yeah. it's a different side of you altogether. Yeah. And probably that's, that might have been the side that she saw law. To the extent, I mean, she was probably hurt by it because they did not release the video. To the extent to, 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 to mock locals though, 
Or like, you know, like, you, like Ellen doesn't have to say be kind, but that's arguably what made her millions and all this following anyway. No lah. Be kind. But it's that, it's that positivity that attracts a lot of people to her, right? No, but, but it's like me going to somebody's office to film, right? And then when they show me, ah, this is our room that we want to shoot in and blah, blah, blah. And then I see the room already. And then I turn to like my, my, my director or DOP or whatever. And I say like, this room ugly, yeah. Like, yeah. cannot. Then the person happened to hear it. And took offense. Yeah, yeah. because they think the room nice. Yeah, right. So, is that on me? On camera, you come across as that. That was a joke. I'm so sorry. What's your problem? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> okay, come on, then you say something. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 but I get, I get what you mean. Like, yeah. you're in work mode. Water right? my nose. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm, I'm really making a casual because that's my focus. Ma. I'm, yeah. I'm here to yeah. create something that this person might not understand. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like the, the, the end product is that I'm going to try and promote you and your business and it's going to be win-win because you're going to justify my effort. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and so I need to make decisions, ma. Mm. If not, my platform become useless. So on that extent. note, right, I feel like, I mean, ever since I started working in media in general, right, when we are producing content and all that, even though, say for example, MOSG, like the content that we try to put out is like, uh, like with social meaning behind it, say for example, we feature a specific person who's going through depression, mm. right? And then the hope is that in sharing that story, other people are able to see that and see that they are not alone, yeah. see that what are the avenues of help that they can go through and, and, and know get that better also. like that around you. Yeah, correct. And I think that's powerful, which is yeah. why I love my job. So, but on that note also, like, the, nice. hey, you don't love your job. So. But, there's a but lah, I'm guessing. Yeah, but because of that, every time now when people tell me a story, right, or when I find out about an right. interesting situation from someone else, like, Okay, a very extreme example, and I recognize that it's shitty, right? Yeah. Is that it's my, my mom the other day, she tell me, oh, I have a friend that got cancer. Then straight away, right, my first thought is like, oh, what stage? And then is she going through chemo? And then like, yeah. is there content that we can make out of this? And then yeah. like, mm. so then straight away, I caught myself also. And then I was like, wow, that's such a shitty thought to have. Or even worse, like the thoughts that I sometimes have is like, cancer, then what's her background? <laughs> if she's well-to-do or like middle class, right. then there are enough cancer stories out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which yeah. in your head, you're saying, this person's cancer is not special enough. But to this person, right? They're it's suffering. It's a life yeah. 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 And, and I think it's because, it's really just because we, we, we do this, right? Mm. It's our job, right? Mm. And we are trying to get the right message out there for the right cause. But we need to make sure that whatever we create can actually have an impact. That's why we are wired to think that way, mm. right? But, and also at the end of the day, if the impact is, or the outcome is positive, then... Does it, would it have actually mattered what your intention was? Ooh. You say I'm just milking this person for that story, right? But yeah. it helps the whole cancer community and it makes a massive change. We, we and, just, no, go, go on first. Huh? Why? why? No, <laughs> I, 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 you want to talk, right? You can say interesting things without any people, right? Go on. <laughs> no, no, so basically when Nas first came to Singapore, right, he was trying to build a team. Mm. So I, I, I met him for coffee. La, and then oh, during yeah, that meeting, yeah, I met Nas for coffee. La. Okay, okay. So meeting him, right, it was to basically talk about whether there's a working opportunity with him. La. So after meeting him, right, who you see on camera is obviously... Not who he not is in real life. life. Yeah, but it was like super different. And I can understand why people might... He might rub people off the wrong way. Right. Yeah. But you probably look at it and understand why he's successful. Of course, la, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's that law that people don't expect. And somehow it's like, I'm in the industry, I understand how it works. And even then, I felt it quite a bit. Right. So, right. like being in the industry, we all know that, again, like I mentioned earlier, you are trying to portray somebody that 
you're, you're only portraying one aspect of yourself. So back then when I was in TSL, right, it was a super PC kind of like, uh, everything I into, everything I very positive, yeah, good vibes and that kind of shit, right? But the reality of it no, is I that- I always see the toxicity in your eyes. <laughs> really, yeah, really. Yeah. Yo, help, help me eyes. Oh, yeah, shit. You gotta help me eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, like, you cannot talk about dirty stuff, you cannot like, make like, sexual references and things like that, right? But that's you. So no, but people thought that that was me. Right. Yeah. Oh. So then when they meet me in real life and then I'm like, quite the opposite, right? Or I'm not friendly, yeah. I'm not very friendly, but on the show, I'm like, ha 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 ha, hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I think I remember friends. when we first put you on Real Talk, so all the comments true. were like, wow, John Paul here at Real Talk is so different uh, from. Is it? Right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, so, like, that was the stark difference, right, in the expectation. And then with Nas, right, his whole fucking business is built on positivity. Eh. Yeah. yeah. So then, if you were to meet him in real life, and then suddenly you see different sides of him, right, you confirm Kana, like, you could yeah. be quite taken aback. Yeah. Right. Especially if you didn't get something out of it. Is what I feel. Because everyone pursues self-interest to an extent. Mm-hmm. When you have more than you need, you get to be altruistic. Not everyone gets to be. Mm. But also, end of the day, does it... Like, is practicality the big question, though? Because, say, for example, like in art, right? The, the ability for them to, to explore what they want to explore, they have to sell all this other stuff that is actually making yeah. them the money. Comes right. back to passion versus money, but this is on a corporate level. Like, at the end of the day, we can be a corporation that believes in something. You want to spread certain messages, but we also need to be able to survive, survive, pay the bills in order to keep yeah, doing yeah, this Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so a trade-off needs to be made at some point. What do you feel about cancer culture? Do you all feel like it's a necessary evil? No, okay, so there's this new term that's being thrown around now that people are not for cancel culture, they're for consequence culture. So it's not that I just want to cancel you because you are saying stuff that like, I, I don't vibe with or whatever. But right. it's that we are trying to hold people accountable so I feel like if people come out, right, they apologize and take responsibility, they can continue. Like they, they, are, they won't like die out that kind isn't of thing. That, hasn't that been life isn't for it a while that, now? That is cancer culture. Right? But cancer culture is that you know chart, you it, know It chance. feels infinite. It feels like this person is never going to be able to come back. But you look at the biggest players in the game, they've come back from keeping cancer, like Logan Paul and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. But shout out to Dikosh though. Yeah. The guy is making his own little comeback. Wait, what? He's, he's, he? on, TikTok. he's on TikTok. He's doing the doom 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 doom. How come you know the whole thing? I mean, I mean Dikosh, I wish you well though, because huh? you look like you look shacked, you look tired. Or like Eden Ang. Eden Ang hasn't made like an appearance in a long time. <laughs> Shit lah, the joke would have been no kidding. Because I thought the joke was shacked. <laughs> because yeah, you get I mean, completely, yeah. I don't know what I said shacked. <laughs> No, but going back to your question, right? Like, I think I think cancel culture has had some good, but I think it gets over abused under the banner of cancel culture, or like we need to we need to cancel this guy because he did. like the thing that that sparked my anger towards cancel culture was when Kevin Hart got um, oh the Oscars is it? yeah because of a tweet that he did ten years ago. Right. That tweet wasn't great, and I think he was rightly condemned for it. He apologized for it. He said also he's a different person ten years ago. I'm a different person ten years ago. Yeah. People learn, people change, but people are constantly getting cancelled for stuff that they've said in the past. It's like witch hunting, lor, But in the modern age, yeah, you have a bunch of village idiots with pitchforks, and then one person just say she's a witch. Then everybody just go and kill her. I feel like okay, with everything is like in moderation. Like too much of it is like crazy, right? Like yeah. the amount of things that we can say now, like in, in the spirit of like letting everybody be themselves and like yeah. being more considerate, like not using certain slurs anymore yeah. and all that, right? But then it has come to the point where everything you say is wrong. Like every like you can say anything and somebody else will have was say even it's this offensive. Show, for example, 
I think if you trim it properly, one third of this show is disclaimers. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's me, uh, personally. Uh, I mean, no offense. Uh, I mean, I personally like the... Yeah. No, but I feel like, okay, cancel culture is great when I think we have call-out culture just to keep people mm, comfortable. Yeah. But there was something that Matt Damon said recently. He said that he only recently stopped using a homophobic slur because his daughter... Uh, called him out on it. Oh. And then everyone started saying, what the fuck? Matt Damon has been using this word. But if he didn't come out to say that he didn't know that this word was wrong, how do you know that people are still using this word or not if they're just afraid to say right. it in public? Right. You must be able to let them have that, that voice to say it so that you can correct them. And then the good thing about this article is that someone else who didn't know that this word was bad can now go like, oh shit, this word is bad. Yeah, so it brings attention to it and educates. Yeah, exactly but, that. You see, it's a full cycle. Yeah. Right now where we are at, it's where Mediacorp 1 is at, or like, PCS. What is that? You. Oh my god. Sing yeah. Bota or some shit there. Uh, <laughs> the television, wrong, PCS. I don't know, uh, television uh, basically. <laughs> Mediacorp used to be called TCS. Okay. Oh, and Television like, Corporation Singapore. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably, exactly that. Nice. So, back then we had shows that only perpetuated the, the values that, that Singapore, what do you call that? Uh, the um, propaganda. Sorry. <laughs> Holland V. Young Popo. Like some values. Yeah. PSB. PSB values. Yeah. PSB values. Yeah. Public service broadcast values. Yeah. So back then, like this is a whole circle, right? Uh. Back then, early stage media corp or as you young people will not know it, TCS, right? What, whatever they put on TV was always only pretty much uh, approved by public service broadcast or carry public service broadcast messaging. Right. Which is racial harmony and all that stuff. Triple nine. Uh. Yeah, it, it goes in that circle. Then everything is so brand safe. But back then, we had no other options. And so we started watching. We can only watch these things for entertainment. And you see, then they try and push it until some shows like The News, for example, it's like broke out. Oh my God, like Channel 5, like Meta itself. They make fun of themselves. Then you suddenly start feeling like, oh my God, I like this kind of uncensored make fun of yourself. Then you like prank channels. Eh. Like prank channels that... I mean, start out not cruel, that bottoming became cruel, but you still like it. For example, Jackass, right? Where they hurt themselves, but it's, it's so inhumane that you're allowing, you are enabling him to continue to hurt himself to make money. Yeah. But whatever, entertaining. And then it goes to a full circle where shows like Real Talk, for example, that were openly talk about sex and all that stuff. And, and the year we did it, the channel blew up in the same year. Mm. And then now we are going back into the circle of self-censorship. And we're going to go back to public service broadcast values. And then when we are at the norm of public service broadcast values, someone is going to try and pop their head out and say, cheat on TV, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, that guy, he's honest. He just speaks his mind. Eh. Then we begin this cycle again. That's how I feel. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching. If you like what you watch, remember to drop us a sub and a like, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.